6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. And then this one. Let's start here this afternoon. The 2021 census numbers are out, and it has Canada's Director of Demography saying Canada is headed for a date with a demographic destiny. The 2021 census shows that people over the age of 85 are the fastest growing age group in the country, bringing Canada ever closer to what experts warn will be a crisis in senior care. Now, the millennial population is trending towards becoming the largest generation in Canada by 2026, but... Here's the thing. Experts are warning that the sheer number of over 85s will make it difficult to fund the increased demand for health services and care. Dr. Bonnie Jean McDonald is the Director of Financial Security Research at the National Institute on Aging at Ryerson University. Dr. McLeod, or McDonald, welcome to the show. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for joining me. Are you a Garth Brooks fan? Let's start, try this again. I'm having troubles. I'm all excited. Are you a Garth Brooks fan? I am. I am. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's a good guy. <laughs> well, you maybe come out here in the summer and catch him on that uh, that Canadian stop. Dr. McDonald, you know what? Here's the thing. We, we've been hearing about these numbers. We've been hearing about the increase in, uh, in, our, in our aging population for years now. People have been waving the flag for ages on this, saying, hey, we need to do something about this. We need to look at health care. We need to look at living uh, places where people are going to live. So many of these different things is anything being done about it yeah as you said we've been kind of known for decades that these uh, demographic challenges are, are coming down the line for canada and there has been done things done i think the the government public policymakers have really been focused on things like um the canada pension plan uh things like primary health care the things that they have not been focused on, and, and this sets Canada a little bit apart because a lot of the other aging countries were talking about this, and that is the long-term care system. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw during the pandemic exactly what a strange long-term care system can look like. And if we can just keep in mind that uh, baby boomers are the um, biggest generation in Canadian history, it's 25% of our population, and uh, the oldest one is only 76. <laughs> So you can imagine this massive population is kind of moving through its life course. The oldest one is 76. Uh, most 76-year-olds, they're in great health. They're living at home. They Sometimes they're even working. So we have not begun to see the impact uh, of po- aging population like in any respect. Um, the stress on our system is really not going to be taking place for another you know, five years or to 10 years. Uh, but you know, again, the, the things that we saw during the pandemic, the, the problems in the system, these problems are just going to become more and more exaggerated. But on top of that, uh, it's really going to affect our entire country. It's not just going to be a, a problem uh, for seniors themselves. So, so what should the country be looking at doing right now before it gets too late? As a country, we just need to start taking this kind of long-term perspective. And number one, we need to start looking at real numbers. Mm. Uh, I come from a pensions background. I was pretty surprised uh, that when it comes to long-term care, Canada as a country has never even done these types of projections, mm-hmm. which other countries do do. We do do it with our Canada Pension Plan and Old Age Security. So me and my colleagues at the National Institute Aging, we basically we took a really sophisticated population model. And we modeled all these things uh, together. And what we found was over the next three decades, the cost of care in Canada, and that's for home care and uh, nursing homes, is going to go from about $22 billion to $71 billion. 
and that's all in today's dollars. Wow. Uh, and so that's, I mean, that's a massive increase, and that's really just one side of the problem. Uh, the other pro- side of the problem that I really want to highlight because it really gets left out of the conversation is the fact that the, the real backbone of care in Canada, it's not the government, mm-hmm. it's not the provinces, it's actually families. Yeah. Uh, family provide, when we actually got the real data, which was very hard to get because this kind of stuff, again, is not tracked well, uh, we used uh, but the, the best quality data. And basically we found that 75% of all the care hours that are being done for seniors is actually being done by the family. Now, unfortunately, baby boomers are not only the biggest generation in history and the one with the longest life expectancy, they're also the first generation to have relatively few children. Mm-hmm. So this kind of free, free care that we've been getting from families, it's, it's very unlikely to continue. It's not a sustainable system at all. No, and, and I wanted to bring that uh, that point up uh, with you on, on a couple of things. I know, for example, my grandma, when we tried to get her into a, a facility, year, and this was years back, uh, Dr. McDonald, this was years back. It was a real, real challenge to get her into a place that, that, that we wanted her to be, and we just kind of took the first thing available, and then when she got in there, she didn't want to leave because she, she became comfortable uh, there. But over the past number of of years more recent experiences it is uh you know those family decisions what are we going to do are we going to be able to put someone into a long-term care home how how are we going to be able to do that can people afford to do it in a in a private way and how much time does the family have uh those you know uh, those children who who might be around to take care of their senior loved ones and that is a huge huge issue and you talk about 75 percent of care hours are family i'm not sure a lot of folks are wrapping their head around that and what that means down the road yeah i think they don't so point number one is long-term care is not part of the canada health act so it's not guaranteed Uh so Uh even what we see today it's not like hospitals and doctors where it's considered a guaranteed service to canadians it's something that could change uh and you mentioned it was you know even hard to find um, a nursing home or a residence for for your family and we know now, too, that there's tens of thousands of Canadians who are on waiting lists to get into yeah. nursing homes. There's a lot of people in the hospitals, which is a very expensive place for them to be, for the, you know, the public purse. And on top of that, what most people don't know is while we have about 40,000 people on waiting lists to get into nursing homes, we have over 400,000 Canadian seniors who say that they are not getting the care that they need. <laughs> and these aren't exaggerated numbers. And it really is being put on the families um, to, to deal with the situation. And they report already high levels of stress. So when you can imagine the family sizes get smaller, now more responsibilities being put on each individual person because instead of five kids, there's two kids, Uh adult children. And on top of that, there's going to be double the number of seniors. So this is going to become the reality for for a lot more people. And it's definitely going to be um, more, you know, on the public discourse. But my fear is that we're just going to wait so late because oftentimes people don't understand the problems in the system until they face them themselves. And, and, you know, reactionary decisions usually have worse outcomes. And this is for, you know, from the political view, it's also from a personal view that, you know, we need to be thinking about this um, more ahead of time and making smart, smarter systems that, to me, number one, supports people to age at home and supports the families, which it has not been doing uh, a good job at at all. 
And, you know, you're hearing more and more people saying, you know, especially after what we saw in long-term care homes during the pandemic, you know, the, the, the spotlight was shone pretty brightly on, on those facilities. A lot more people saying, no, I want to age at home. How are you going to do that? I mean, that's that's a huge question. Dr. McDonald, what what do you want to leave people with this afternoon uh, in their in their brain when it comes to this conversation? What they need to be thinking about? What is that takeaway as we move uh, through the next, uh, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Yeah, I think number one, so the, for the public policy perspective, we cannot have these reactionary decisions that are just creating a more expensive system. The system has to be a, a sustainable one as well. Mm. And a lot of that will have to do with helping to support seniors to age at home. This is what other OECD countries have done. It's been very successful. We need to make that uh, major transition in Canada and it will take a major kind of mind shift because right now we are really uh, almost our entire budget goes to nursing homes for Canadians themselves just like we're asking policymakers to take a long-term view on this retiring Canadians above all have to start thinking long-term when it comes to their retirement planning mm. uh, humans by design we just have a really hard time thinking about our financial futures and we have an even harder time thinking about bad things happening to us so people going to retirement have to understand that, you know, bi- biologically, your brain is trying very hard not to think into the future, <laughs> but you need to resist it because you're making choices that are going to affect your, your, your potentially mm-hmm. very vulnerable self 40 years in the future. And the choices, if we don't take that long-term view, a lot of the times the financial choices pe- being made are not good ones. And I think the most powerful example of that is that Canadians have an option You know, everyone says they want a public servant pension plan. Well, every Canadian has an option to delay their Canada pension plan, which is the most gold-plated pension plan Mm -hmm. in the world. You don't have to take it at 60. You can wait to age 70, and it will more than double your pension plan. uh, Sorry, your pension benefit. And that will be indexed by inflation. Uh, It will last. Even if you live past 100, it's going to continue. And that secure income is going to be just so important at these advanced ages. Because, you know, doing it without a little bit of money between 60 and 70 is a lot different than doing it without that money when you're in your 90s and you really are depending on it. Now, unfortunately, only 1% of Canadians delay to age 70 and 95% of them uh, take it by age 65. And again, I do a lot of financial analysis research for people going to retirement. It is the best financial deal out there. The way that these uh, adjustments are made, they're they're way better than what you can get in the retail market. So this is definitely... uh, Thing number one is Canadians need to be aware of this is a great financial uh, opportunity for them to get a more financially secure retirement and to have that financial self-reliance uh, if it, you know, in case that they, they are in a situation where they are living longer than they anticipated and they don't have the, the health to, uh, and the wealth to take care of themselves in the way that they want. Dr. McDonald, we're going to have to leave it there this afternoon. You've left us with a lot to think about and I appreciate it very much. Let's have another conversation in the future. I appreciate this. Yeah, I love that. Great talking with you. Yeah, take care. Dr. Bonnie Jean McDonald, who is the Director of Financial Security Research at the National Institute on Aging at Ryerson University.